and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce odyssey podcast i'm here with jason k williamson from optimunk and we're going to talk about how shopify merchants can use sms and email to increase their rate of return customers so jason my first question to you is what do you think are the best strategies in 2022 for getting customers to return to a shopify storefront yeah well first and foremost thanks for allowing me on the show i always love to jump on and kind of share my knowledge and meet new people. So this is really, really cool. Um, jumping right into the question, Trevor, we've got three different methods. I think the age old method, well, there's a couple of age old methods with, with an extra one in there that I think is, is rather, as you would consider kind of old school, but new school at the same time. The first one is the most obvious one. It's retargeting on all of your media buying, whether that's Google, whether that's Facebook, whether that's, I actually don't know if TikTok does it, but YouTube, um, retargeting all your customers whenever they visit or take an action on all of your media, I think that's hyper important because you just got to be following your customer at all time. Um, I'm a big believer in if you don't, your competitors will and being at the forefront of their mind. So I think that's one of the things that you do through your media buying is being able to you know, kind of follow them around. The next one is going to be one that's been around for a very long time, but it's got to be email marketing. I think email is incredible because you can do it at such a large scale and such a large volume. You can collect people's um, emails. People are, are rather trained to collecting emails these days. And what I mean by that is it's not a difficult ask to get somebody's email anymore. When somebody is asked, hey, like, you know, so for example, if there's a pop-up or if there's an abandoned car, it's not a, it's not a crazy thing to type your email in. Like it's, it's a thing that everybody just does these days. So it's easy to capture a lot of emails and then use them as a method of retargeting. I think it's really powerful too, because one of the things that I'm a big believer in is, and I have been in the last eight, nine years of, you know, learning digital marketing is I think it's powerful when you own your list and email gives you the ability to do that. And then the third one that I think for me is the most exciting heading into 2022, because there's a lot of reasons behind it that I'm more than happy to explain later. Um, I think SMS marketing. And so text message marketing, I think is going to be the most powerful way of retargeting your customers. Because if you think about it, most of the time, if, if you look, your traffic is like 70, 80% mobile, right? And if we've got 70 or 80% of our traffic being mobile, and then we get their phone number and we're able to send them a text message, it's what I like to consider when moving forward to it, it's frictionless marketing. So they will get a text on their phone, click, they're already on the device ready that they're, you know, they, they were going to do the shopping on anyway, and they're able to return and, and you know, purchase from you um, again and again and again. So for me, the most important, like all three of those, SMS for me is the most exciting heading probably onwards for the next decade. Okay, so that's interesting because I mean SMS has been around forever, but it does seem to be getting a lot of attention at the moment. Isn't it a bit is it a bit old school? Or yeah, so that's that's a fair point because it, it is something that we've been using for a very, very long time. But it's something that I don't think has been really incorporated or saturated in the consumer market. Right. So we've had this ability to be able to text each other on a one-to-one. -one, and we've known that people and big corporations do you know, 
big text message blasts and campaigns. But I think what's changed and I think why it's more available to us is it's that we now have platforms available on like, you know, Shopify that allow us to easily set up these campaigns that allow us to easily capture people's numbers and allow us to set up these incredible automations that will use the power of text message marketing. And it will then, you know, do everything for us on automation. I think the biggest change that we've had is it's just that we now have the vehicles ready and available to anybody to start doing text message marketing. Whereas before it was only, you know, for the kind of enterprise businesses. Now it's for anybody who's got $5. Does that make okay, sense? So, uh, what about, cause SMS is, you know, a lot of people use WhatsApp instead of SMS these days. Is that something which can be integrated too? Is it just, I mean, how do you see is, is SMS dying? And I suppose everyone has a, a mobile phone and that still takes SMS, but a lot yep. more people will be moving on to platforms like WhatsApp. How's that going to affect things? Yeah. I mean, I don't think it really affects much because at the end of the day, you'll always receive a text even because everybody's got a number and a phone, but if it's WhatsApp, they have to have WhatsApp. Yeah. And especially in countries like Australia, I don't think WhatsApp's huge. I use signal more than I do WhatsApp. I only have WhatsApp because of my American clients, but I don't think it's like, so that point is everybody has a phone number, but not everybody has WhatsApp. WhatsApp's an app. It can phase out, but a phone yeah. number, you'll have it forever. Yeah. So what, okay. So, what do you think? What are the ways in which you know the best ways in which SMS can be used by e-commerce brands? What how do you what are your what's your best practice recommendations? Yeah, that's a really great question. So I guess if I was to think about three use cases, well, one of them is gonna be an abandoned cart. And they are so, so, so powerful. I work with some pretty big brands um that do some incredible numbers and, and we always look at our SMS abandoned carts as being one of the the highest revenue drivers for us. So abandoned carts for me is one of the things at checkout, there's always the ability, especially on Shopify to just simply, and I don't know if anybody knows this, but if you're looking to add SMS, it's very, very simple. Um, you can just go into your settings, you go to checkout. And then there's now that we used to have this button that said like, um, it was email. Do we want to have like a default checkbox or an unchecked, you know, but now there's one that's underneath it that I don't know if anybody, like there's not many people that actually know it exists right now, but it's, enable SMS at checkout. You can simply click that button and on Shopify, it will just add another checkbox on your, um, on your checkout that customers have to compliantly, they have to explicitly tick it. So it's not by default checked, but when they tick it, so for example, you might say receive text uh, offers via text, they click that and they check out and then they're subscribed to you. And that gives you the ability if you're using any softwares like PostScript it will give you the ability to kind of like Postscript will just hook up straight away. And then you can set up an abandoned cart and, and literally anybody takes that, you know, gets through and doesn't. And all of a sudden they've got an abandoned cart text message. And that is super, super powerful because you can set that up within 20 minutes. Again, it comes straight to their phone. It doesn't. And this is what's interesting. I'm, and I'm going to explain why I think the SMS, because I'm an email marketer first. I've, you know, helped before SMS, I helped probably make 75, $80 million for my you know, clients at the time through email marketing. So I'm email marketing first. I love email, but what email doesn't have at the moment, what SMS does is if I send an abandoned car email, I don't get notified on my phone when that happens. I only know when I jump on my email app and I see it in updates or in promotions. But with SMS, it's going to go ding and I'm going to see it. 
And the statistics are that 98% of texts are read within the first four hours. Right. I, so just, that's just, where the power comes from. Yeah, because I actually um, turn, I've, I've, I would, I, because I got so annoyed with WhatsApp and things, I turned off all my notifications. And actually, SMS is the one thing that I haven't blocked. So it's the yeah. best way of getting, because it's, because you can't. It, well, email so much junk email, so much, you know, WhatsApp groups, ping, 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 ping. SMS is the only thing I actually get. So, yes. So, okay, right. That was, that was, we, I, I interrupt you there. There were three ways. <laughs> that's okay. It's a conversation. Yeah. Uh, so, that's the first one. I think abandoned cars. The second one is, is the most obvious one it's sending a campaign. Right, it's sending a campaign out to your audience when you've collected enough, um, you know, of their SMSs, enough of their phone numbers. You can simply send a campaign out. And again, going back to it, frictionless marketing. When you send that campaign out, they're already on the device. It's a ninety-eight percent open rate. Um, they're already on the device, and when they click through, they're ready to buy because they're on the device that they're most likely shopping on. So, sending a manual campaign, much like you would do an email, but it's even easier because email. There's so much, you know, graphic design and so much fanciness that goes into it. And there's also a lot of, um, I guess, a lot of knowledge and information that goes into, you know, email marketing. Like, do I have the right subject line? Am I sending to the right segment? Am I doing this, this, and this? Is this going to get me in spam? Am I going to get into the inbox this way? There's a lot of, like, intricacies that go into email. And SMS almost removes that because it's very easy to do a plain, simple text, very short snippet and still get a really, really high click through, probably north of 10 times higher than an email. And nice. it's very, very simple. So almost simplified everything. Okay, so, so we'll, yep. Yeah, so that's the second one. And when it comes to the third, I guess, use case scenario, um, I would probably say another use case scenario is you can actually create cool little promotions on your email list that are going to your SMS. So you could set up like, for example, if you wanted to do a 24 hour flash sale, which I recommend everybody does a flash sale every six to eight weeks. I don't think there's a bad thing. If you do 24 hours, four hours, they get a quick 10, 15, 20% off, whatever you want to do. It's nice to do a flash sale every, you know, couple of months. You could then tie it to your SMS. So you could say, Hey, like here's, um, and you can create these. It's very easy to create these little links where they just click through and sign up. You can do a simple, hey, when you join our SMS list, you'll get 20% off for the next 24 hours. So that's a really cool thing to do. It's kind of part of a campaign, but it's kind of not. It's a campaign email that leads to an SMS, which then can trigger an automation. And now you started to grow your list at the same time. And you're also able to create this really cool, engaging um, kind of campaign through your email. Okay, so I think that leads us on to the next question. What is the best way to grow the, to grow your your SMS list? Yeah, and that's that's a really good question because SMS, much like anything, I think having the ability and the power to grow your list as fast as humanly possible is where you're going to start to see really good returns and investment. Right? If you can grow that list very fast and start to send out more automations, more texts, um, that's where the power is going to be. You're going to collect that list. You're going to grow it faster. You're going to have the ability to send campaigns more often. Um, and it's really going to give you the power to just scale at profit because sending these, you could, like, for example, I, I know a lot of my texts are going to make like 10x ROAS, which is very difficult to send a campaign on Facebook and know I'm going to get 10x ROAS. So it's really important to focus on list growth. And, and the number one way that I found and leading into the story, I don't know if anybody knows, there's a guy called Davey Fogarty. Um, he owns the Udi. Um, 
one time I jumped on a podcast with him and I kind of broke down everything that we're talking about right here. Um, and it's somebody, he had, she had, he actually asked me on that. He says, Jace, how did you get into this? And I was like, funnily enough, it was you. So I used to be an email marketer and Dave says to me, he says, Hey, um, we really want to work together, but we have an email team. Do you do SMS? And I said, well, you know what? I can learn. I figured it'd be the same thing, right? It's very similar principles. So I, I went ahead and I started to learn and I started to work on his brand and I started to do SMS. And, and the one thing that we noticed is his brand was doing really, really well with email. And we wanted to create, well, actually knowing email, I knew that pop-ups were the best way to capture my website visitors and turn them into subscribers. But again, I didn't want to disrupt what he already had going because he was making a lot of money through that method. And I thought, well, how can I still get a piece of that pie, but not disrupt it? And I came up with something that's called the Trojan Horse Method. And I've used it for the last, like maybe eight months now. And it's contributed to north of 15 to 20 million in sales because it's such a good method. We get the SMSs and what it is. And if anybody's listening and anybody wants to learn how to do this, it's very, very simple. If you were to have uh, a pop-up and I choose I choose Optimunk. That's actually funnily enough how I got involved with Optimunk is I'd used them for the last six years. Um, I use Optimunk with every campaign that I ever build because what it allows me to do is create these incredible you know, on-brand pop-ups where I'll capture their email and why we call it the Trojan horse is because I use that email as a Trojan horse to get their SMS. So it's very simple. The first step would be if you were to offer 10% off or $10 off or whatever it is that you want to do, a nice offer to just get them to say yes. And once their buyer's resistance is down, it's much easier to get them to say yes again. That's, you know, common kind of psychology of sales. Um, and then I took kind of an inspiration from a drive-through. I was literally going to McDonald's one time and I think I was, I maybe was on a diet or something. And I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll just get a regular, I'll just get a medium. And I get to the drive-thru and the lady looks at me and she goes, hey, do you want to upgrade that for just $1? And instinctively without saying, I literally just was like, yeah, sure. And I realized the power of, do you want to upgrade? And the power of choice and, and also the power of the fact that I'd already said yes to being there, that it was much easier to get me to say yes again. So I took those same methods and I implemented that um, kind of in the middle step. So once you say yes to accepting the, um, the email and you say, yes, I'd like the 10% off. There's a middle pop-up. So the second step of the pop-up that says, Hey, would you like to upgrade that 10% to a 15%? Mm -hmm. And then you can also say things like join the SMS club and you'll get um, a 15% code text to your phone. And then I simply have using Optimunk, we're allowed to use surveys. I, I create a survey and I'm literally just saying this out loud. So if anybody ever wants to kind of listen back to this and try and repeat it, you could literally do it. But I'd create a survey that would say, yes, I want, um, yes, I want to join or no, thanks. 10% is fine. And the reason I use a survey, just so you know, Trevor, is because then in the back end, I can actually see physically, statistically who clicks yes and no. And then if they say yes, I take them to another page that just says, hey, join the SMS club. Um, and they just type in their phone number and hit submit. And that's it. Um, it's a very, very simple method, but there's a couple of things it does is giving the customer choice. Um, it allows them to feel like they're in control. And it's also not scammy. I don't know if you've ever done this, but my partner hates it. Um, she'll go on a, like a, a, a fashion brand and they'll say, hey, do you want 10% off? And she says, yes, yes, I do. So she types in her email and then she says, submit. 
And then the next page, it says, hey, you're nearly there to get your 10%, just enter your phone number. And it feels like very trappy. You know, you feel like you've been trapped. And um, that's one of the things I feel like this method doesn't do. Is it you're offering you something option. to someone, offering something extra to, for them to give more information. Exactly. So you're, you're upgrading their offer, but they don't have to. They have the power of choice. They can say no, and they can keep their 10%, or they can upgrade to 15%, and then they have to give you their, their phone number, which is super, super juicy. So that, for me, is the best way of growing your SMS list fast and doing it in a very powerful way because it's also it's also connected with the automation. Like you would obviously do a welcome series through your SMS, much like you would with your emails. You would do the same thing with your SMS. And I would do a simple keyword reply. Postscript allows me to do that. And Postscript and- Sorry, what, what is Postscript? Together. Sorry, before you- carry so, Postscript is actually the software that we use. Postscript, they call them themselves the Clavio of text message marketing. Okay. So it's the software that we use to create the automations or send the campaigns um, with our text messages. So I'm guessing there's a Shopify, a Postscript Shopify app. Yeah, exactly. Shopify, it only works with Shopify. There's other methods if you want to do it with like WordPress, but I really niche down on Shopify because there's just enough people. You know, to kind of like it just works, doesn't it? it? Does it just does work every time? It's it's so easy. Um, I, I don't miss. It used to be Magento. Don't miss it. Yeah, yeah. I got a couple a couple of clients on um, Magento. I think the the three that came out and it's been a nightmare in Clavio. Or is that a different one? Uh, we also got WordPress clients, and whereas they're doing really well, any time that I want to add any of these types of extra retention models, it's really difficult. It's yeah. like nothing really works off the bat, but Shopify is just so simple. It's so powerful. And it's again, like I said earlier with SMS, it's just brought it from enterprise to literally anybody with $10 can do it. So okay. I think that's what's powerful. So yeah, I use Postscript and Optimunk combined. And um, Optimunk, actually, I was working with them a little while back. Um, I think you said something about you didn't want to cannibalize your email list, right? Yes. So let's uh, do. Um, I've got a I've got a question first, right? Because you said shoot. what are the what are the pitfalls of email marketing? No, sorry, SMS That's, you marketing. Know SMS. Yeah. Let's do because you said there were some serious ones. So let's hear about that first. That that's a really good point. Yeah. So as I'm as I'm getting excited about SMS marketing, and I, and I do, uh, one of the things that we do have to be very very aware of is SMS is a very very dangerous marketing channel. Now. That sounds scary. Don't get worried. You, if you're doing it correctly, it's actually a good thing because what it means is that other brands that are saturated in the market and doing things wrong, you know, like email, like you said, you get, you've got a folder full of spam. With SMS, if you do that and you do spam people and you send text messages to people that the word is non-explicitly consent to you, and I'll break that down. It just means that they have to very clearly understand that they're subscribing to your text message marketing. Again, that's why on the checkout, it is by default unchecked and you cannot get them to sign up for your SMS unless they press that button and physically say, I want to join your SMS. Shopify to pre-tick the box. Yeah. Okay. And that, that'll be below like your phone number kind of field. So it's where it emails at the top, it goes at the bottom. Yeah. So, so you physically have to tick it. And what that means is that the consumer, the customer totally understands what they signed up for. And I think if I was to wrap it all up, that's what it needs to be is that your customer needs to clearly understand what they're signing up for. Again, when I use Optimunk and I create my pop-up on the second, uh, on the third page, when they say yes, 
I have very clear terms of services and very clear marketing language that lets them know that they are in fact signing up for an automated tech service and I will market to them through my SMS. Okay, so, so what are the pitfalls if you don't do that? I mean, I suppose if you use Shopify, then you don't have this problem because it's already, you know, they have the option to, to tick. But how would you, what do people do, which means they fall foul of things? So just the biggest one is going to be the compliance side of things. So the pitfall is that if you send a text message non-compliantly, if you send a text message that you didn't explicitly get consent and you've kind of done it a little bit sneaky, Right. You know, those brands that are like, oh, like, you know, I don't really mind. Like I got their SMS. They don't really know, but it's okay. I'm still going to market to them. The pitfall is that the fine per text message sent is 500 US dollars to $1,500 per text. So that's just in the US or is that in EU as well? Or it's, it's all around the world, really. I mean, GDPR is a thing and TCPA, like it, compliance is, it's really, I'm, I'm pretty sure if you're like, you know, doing it to the USA, they can still chase you in no matter where you are in the world. Okay. That's a bad idea. It's something to avoid. It's something you definitely want to avoid. And, and again, it's a good thing as well, because it means that the crappy marketers that don't care about those types of things won't be able to get away with it because there has been, I think Victoria's Secret got slapped with a 5 million US dollar fine for non-compliant right, okay. text messages. So, so the way to avoid that is to, if you, you know, if you're starting off SS marketing, just to do it just through Shopify, just collect your emails through the checkout and Shopify and you should be okay. Absolutely. Okay. But, it's not the fastest way to grow. So again, with the Trojan horse method, I do have the correct compliant language on the final checkout, on the final page where they sign up for SMS. And that's just all you've got to know. Now, using Postscript, the way that we do it is you can create these links, right? Um, but Postscript also has a language on their website. But when you go to create like a link for somebody to join your SMS, it'll also give you the compliant language that you have to use. And that way you you covered as long as your compliant language your marketing language. And you know, if, if you do, you, if this goes on a website or anything like that, I'm more than happy to give it to you. And you can just put it down there as an example, if anyone wants to read it or okay. if there's anywhere in your newsletter or something that you want to post out to, we can do that too. And I'll give you the language. Um, but they, they basically all you have to do is just put it underneath the submit button, just okay. so that they're very, very clear. You know, it has to, and the other thing as well, sorry, is there's a privacy in terms of services, which is very standard. You have to let the customer know what you're doing with their data. That's already built into Shopify. Well, there'd be um, like a, like a thing at the bottom of text message to stop receiving this email text, blah, blah, to blah. Yep. And it, it says things like, you know, you're signing up for automated text. You're going to receive cart abandonment, for example, and, you know, we might send three times a week or something like that. And then it would say terms and services, privacy policy, and text help for help and stop for stop. Type okay. of thing like that. That sounds, that sounds, so basically get the basics right is what you're saying. Correct. But once you've got that, again, it stops any dodgy marketers from being dodgy and, and saturating the market. And it also will deter a lot of people who can't be bothered going through that stuff. So basically it means that you've got a big, nice, open marketplace and your competitors are probably not doing it at the scale that you're going to do it. And again, if you implement what I said with the Trojan horse, because most people already have a pop-up. This is why it's not hard. It's most people already have a pop-up on their store, no matter what they're using. And again, using something like Optimunk, you can very easily connect Optimunk and Postscript or Optimunk and Klaviyo and, and just create these, you know, easy, highly converting pop-ups that are going to capture their email that are going to give them the option to join your SMS club. And what I've realized, by the way, I'll give you my top three offers as well. Just, just so if anybody's wondering, yeah. I love to do one called double your discount. 
because I know how powerful SMS is. I'm more than happy to go from 10% to 20% if you join my SMS list. When I've done that, I've seen anything from 50 to 70% uptake. And what that means is if you have got a pop-up doing 10%, right? 10% conversion on a pop-up is very average. You can do that. That would mean that 10% of your website visitors are turning into um, email subscribers. If 50% of them are turning into SMS, that means 5% of your website traffic is joining your SMS list. Could you imagine how powerful that is after a year? That could grow your list very quickly. So a compelling offer grows the list quickly. Yeah. So again, double your discount. I love it. The juicier, the better. I, I like to call it a big mafia offer. It's, a, it's an offer that they cannot refuse. That's what I want to do when I get to my SMS because this could be the only opportunity I get to capture their SMS. So I do double your discount. Um, I also do a free product. If it's like a wristband or a sticker pack or something, you know, get a free sticker pack with every product. That works really well. Like I'm seeing 70, 80% uptake there. Okay. And then, and then a really simple one. If somebody's a brand who doesn't like discounting and, and you thought to yourself, look, my email was enough. I, I discounted enough there, which there's plenty of brands that I work with that do that. You can do something what we call uh, the convenience offer. Now, this is just simply, hey, would you like us to text you your discount code? So you don't have to upgrade it. You don't have to do anything. You just give them the option. So now you're still giving them the option, but this time it's the option of convenience because it's easier to get a text and you can join our club and we'll give you early access to sales and things like that. And by the way, I always treat my, I always treat my SNS list like my VIP list because okay. it takes a lot to get them. I once went into a club when I was single and I asked for a girl's number and she tried to give me her email instead. That's how easy it is to get an email is a girl nearly gave it to me in a club versus getting a phone number was very, very difficult. So what I mean by that is a phone number is a very personal, it's a very intimate thing. It means I have direct access to you. So I like to respect that by sending them early access styles. I might do it 24 hours before it goes live to the public. Okay. So look, if you've got a situation where, you know, you've got email address, you've got the SMS address, um, how do you prevent or do you indeed care about the fact it might cannibalize it? So if you've got a, um, you know, abandoned cart, would you send them an abandoned cart email and an SMS or would you do SMS first? Or SMS in, in fact, first. a campaign if you've got both of them, which, which takes precedence? Yeah, so when it comes to, yeah, so my email, my SMS takes precedence. Because I know that to me, SMS can get expensive if you know you've got 200,000 people on your list. Um, most of the time, it's like it doesn't really matter because the ROI is so big you don't notice. But I will always send my SMSs first because they're the highest open rates and the highest clicks. That is the one that I want you to see first. And then my last ditch effort is going to be my email. Um, I work with a brand called the Hodge Twins. Um, we, we, just, we actually just did about half a million dollars through our email and our SMS. Um, last month because we came to the end of our giveaway and we got to go hard. I noticed that I'm sending to a list of 15,000 SMS subscribers and I'm making anything from seven to 15 to $20,000 a text. My final day text was $20,000 out of 15,000 people. On okay. average, I was getting about $8,000. Now, look at the email. We have an email list of 300,000 people who have opened six times in the last 30 days. So that's a good engaged segment. They're good openers and they've bought again and again. And that list would make anything from five to $10,000. So even though I send, I, I try to differentiate my offers. My, my SMS is 
it's a different conversation, but it could be the same offer because SMS is very intimate. It's very conversational. I'm going to speak like I'm the brand owner. I'm going to speak like I'm the influencer. I'm going to speak like I am. I am a person speaking to a person, not these, you know, these SMSs are in full caps, look like final day, last chance sale, don't miss out. I'm going to take a more conversational route. So even when I do send my text, it's not identical to my email. So it doesn't cannibalize because it's not the same message. Ultimately, it's the same goal, but it's a different message. So you'd send, you wouldn't cannibalize by sending different messages? No. So if you had someone on the, on the email list and the SMS list, would you send them both? both? They get an email and an SMS? Yeah, absolutely. It just gives us multiple touch points. It's much like, would you advertise on Google and Facebook at the same time? Oh, good. It's a good, good analogy. Um, but what about, what about an abandoned cart email? I mean, if someone's abandoned cart, are they going to, would you send them? Because that's not a campaign. Would you send them both or just one? See, I do my abandoned carts on my SMS because most people, it's hard to get their SMSs. So most people, we don't have their SMS. So I know they're not going to, there's not going to be many people get it, but I'll do 20 minutes automation reminder for an SMS. And then I'll do maybe like 35, 40 minutes for an email. So my hopes is you got the SMS, you had 20 minutes to complete the checkout. If you didn't, I'll continue on with my usual email. I could get tricky if I really wanted to and exclude people from the first email, but I just don't care. Okay. It's, it's not going to make a difference. So it's okay. What, in terms of platforms, what, what, what do you recommend in terms of platforms for running campaigns, both email and SMS? It should it be combined. It's a good question. Should you have a single platform to do both of it, different platforms? What's the best practice? Do you think? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a really great question, but my question to you is if you hurt your knee, who would you go to? Good doctor. Doctor, but he'd send you to a knee surgeon somebody who specializes in these and it's the exact same thing here is Clavio specializes in email. They have done for a very, very long time. They yeah. want to get into SMS, but any platform that says they do both only do it, both of them average or well, but none of them do it exceptionally. The ones that do it exceptionally, are the ones that focus on it, harness their craft. And that's all they do in and like day in, day out. So my preference for email is always and forever going to be Clavio. If I want to send my email campaigns, if I want to create more automations, it's got to be Clavio. I think it's the most phenomenal platform. I've generated $80 million plus with, with Clavio. So I think it's such a phenomenal platform. It's very easy to set up. The user interface is easy. Everything is simple and it's, it's just powerful. It works straight away. I love Clavio, but I wouldn't push their SMS. They have the power to create an incredible SMS platform but they just aren't focused on SMS like another brand is. So there's a couple of other brands that I would use for SMS instead. The first one being Postscript. I'm a massive, massive avid user of Postscript simply because I have tried the likes of SMS bump. It wasn't for me. I tried via SMS. It wasn't for me. I tried Clavio. It wasn't for me. The only time I get consistent day in, day out results that are going to like, I like I put money back guarantee on this stuff. The only way that I am confident in doing this is when I use a platform called Postscript. They call themselves the, the Clavio of SMS and they're super powerful. It's, it's again, the same thing. Easy as heck to set up. It's very, very powerful and it gets results really quickly. Okay, so horses for courses is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. As you do. Exactly. Great, okay, well, this, um, I've got one final question for you. It's a bit fluffy. I like to ask a fluffy question. Ian. What has inspired you recently? A book, yeah, a film? A change That's of government. Really well, 
what's inspired me recently, I guess, is um, I think it's this is probably this is probably obvious for everyone, but I think the end of the pandemic is coming up, and you know we're all starting to see that there's a little bit more opening up and uh, and people are starting to be able to go do the things that they want. So my inspiration honestly comes from travel. I used to love to travel. Um, I traveled a lot about two or three years ago. I was, I was, I, I was out of the country every three months. I'd be in the USA. I'd be in Europe. I'd be in South America. Um, so what's inspired me lately is honestly just the openness of kind of seeing everything come to the end and having the ability to be able to get back out there and start to do, do you want to go travels. back to being a digital nomad? Do you? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> and I've got, I got a new partner as well through the pandemic. I, I met somebody and uh, things have gone really well. And we really want to adventure together now. You know, we want to go kind of go to the countries and, and go do all these cool things together and adventure. So I, I'm simply inspired by the ability that not now, but soon, I think everything's really going to start opening up and we're all going to get the ability to go back and do what we love. Can you, what's it, traveling Australia? Can people come into Australia? Yes, I don't know. They can now. Yeah, it's it opened up about... I think a month ago that anybody and everybody could enter. You just need a negative PCR. So that's really cool. But Australia's yeah. quite opened up and allowed tourism again, which is nice. Okay. I should come to Australia. Never been. Yeah, you should. You'd love it over here. Don't come in winter though. Come in summer. Well, your, winter, your winter is our summer. <laughs> I, I mean, not really. You know, you're from the UK. I mean, what's it like? What's the, what's the, okay. So what, what, what in your winter, what's the kind of lowest temperature you'd get? We do get to about two or three degrees. Oh, right. So it can be quite cold. Yeah, it can get really cold. I mean, again, I am from the UK originally, so we, we don't get snow here, so it doesn't get quite that cold. But our winters are very cold lately. Um, I think they've got colder the last, like, I don't know, like five years. They seem to be getting colder and colder winters. Um, but I would, I would strongly suggest if you do come, and I, I'm sure you would absolutely love it in Australia, my recommendation is Sydney. And Melbourne every single time. So much fun, such incredible places, but 100% go in the middle of summer because it's a blast. Like Australia really closes down in winter. We're not, we're not very winter people. Mm -hmm. Everybody hibernates, all the cafes, all the restaurants, like we're just very low key. But when summer comes, it's, it's like pie central in Australia. They just love it. Everybody gets out. Everybody's doing things. It's amazing. Cool. Great, Jason. Great talking to you and lovely to hear about your, your experience with SMS and email. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm, hope, I'm hopeful that anybody watching this got some value. And seriously, if you, if you just listen to what I said, you can honestly do exactly what it is. No, yeah, thank you. You've, been, you've, been, you've been very open with your advice. I think it's been very useful. Thank you. I'm glad. I really try and, to be, try and be valuable to people. Great. Thanks. Bye-bye.